camera. Loki. Loki. Let's roll that alternate intro. And our alternate timeline, how does our how does our, our theme song go? It goes, Magical. Uh, oh, um, if it was an alternate timeline, it would be something like, Time is just our friend. Time is just our friend. Loki timeline. Time is just our friend. Okay, I can't do that anymore. Welcome to Magic Podcast, where in our alternative versions of ourselves... We're actually better singers, right? Because I really yeah. love that rendition. And my name is Jonathan Grandois. <laughs> Alternate. You see what I did there? <laughs> and I am Rick Acevedo for another. That's great right. <laughs> for another great week of Cinema Magic, where after last week, which we had a great conversation with some of our partners, we promised you a wrap up on Loki. And something else slimy, but that's going to be coming the week after. So, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> and I then I made contact with Loki. Sorry, <laughs> I'm mixing my podcast, people. My apologies. It's alternate. I could do whatever the hell I want, <laughs> kind of like the show does. Which we gave our first initial impressions of the show, which were very positive. So now we want to give you that wrap up, all the stuff that we're missing in between. Uh, let's just put it out here. Spoilers, I guess, if you're spoilers. watching. Spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers from here. Uh, uh, generally. Truth, just... Truths, half-truths, full-truths, straight <laughs> up. <laughs> so, uh, since you said that away, I'm going to say this, Rick. I'm going to start out. Okay. I love Loki until about half of the last episode. I, I loved it. It was my favorite. I love everything about Loki until I want to say probably, yeah, I mean, I want to say probably about the same spot as you. I don't, I don't know what it was about that last episode that. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I like the fact that they're that they're doing a second season of Loki, mm -hmm. but there's just way, there's things that I was like, God damn, this doesn't make any sense to me. And again, that's just my own personal opinion, and and I'm sure that we probably have a lot of the same thoughts on that, and you know, but I'm I'm exact I'm I'm exactly there with you, man. I I, I loved it, but it was like that last few minutes that I was like, come on, this is underwhelming as fudge. I and I honestly could not wait for this every week. Every week I was sitting there like, I yeah, love no, this show. I, dude, same I here. I love the show. I love the show. Same I love everything. Same here. Me and me and my son, you know, we have our thing. So we we were watching Loki. It didn't matter like if the kid got home at two, three o'clock in the morning for work or whatever. Well, not three o'clock in the morning, honestly, but like if it was one o'clock in the morning, whatever work. It's like yeah, let's watch it because it's one of those shows that's just so well crafted. And I, and I've been saying this about Marvel for a while. The thing that I love about it about Marvel characters is they do a great job of building their characters and turning them into characters that have such a unique personality that you're like into those characters for the majority mm -hmm. of the time because you know there's always one that you're going to miss or whatever for whatever reason but where marvel is is doing a fantastic job is in in their live not live but you know cinema cinematic uh universe is taking these characters from animated characters that either you hated or just didn't really mean shit to you because, like, Loki was one that... Listen, I've been looking at Loki in some animated form or another since 1980. Yes, I'm old. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah. Uh, but my gout has been cured. Um, <laughs> Loki, um, if you look at the original Spider-Man from, like, the 1980 show, which was mm -hmm. Spider-Man, then Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends and all of that... Loki was not a likable character. He was not a personable character. There was nothing about Loki. You wanted Loki to get that ass whooping that he had coming from Thor. Yeah. Oh, so, you know, yes, I'm there with you. I'm right there with you. And and for me, my favorite Loki was probably in the Ultimate Comics timeline when they made the whole new comics. 
I really mm -hmm. liked that Loki, mm -hmm. but Ultimates, they all died, they're out. And so Loki is a character I honestly couldn't care less about until the Marvel movies, yeah. which I then liked Lo Loki as well. Uh, besides that, I was like, yeah, yeah, Loki. I like the mythology Loki more than I like the comics Loki for a very long time, because uh, I think mythology Loki is so cool. So the MCU, Tom Hiddleston ki killed it out the park, made him charismatic, I loved him. And so when this show was focusing on him, and this is where I think the last episode really is just the worst episode because it stops being about Loki and really about setting up MCU stuff, which disservice to actual Loki. But it turned them into characters that I love so much that I wish you were spending more time with all the alternate versions of Loki. Old Man Loki, like- Oh, if Old Man Loki was my favorite. Kid Loki, <laughs> Alligator Loki, like I got back in mind. Um, all these, I wanted so much more just Lokis uh, on the show that I loved every second. I saw alternate Lokis, more Lokis. I, I really felt that this show was just building up so great to make me care about one character so much that I cared about every iteration of that oh, character. Oh, that character, every iteration of that character. I think that one of the things that I really loved um, about the show from the from what we talked about and and like and I said this and 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 I will not walk away from what I said I'm not gonna walk it back I'm just going to this turns into something good so I've always said I'm not a huge fan of Owen Wilson but in this show Owen Wilson to me was absolutely awesome Yes. And that friendship that's being built between Loki mm -hmm. and Mobius is mm -hmm. so cool that I got to say, man, that scene when Mobius is uh, getting pruned, that had me like I teared up just for a second because, you know, you can't you can't just automatically kill such an important character. But when he talks about, you know, he looks at the woman and says, um, you know where I would rather be somewhere where i was supposed to be and where there's a jet ski and it's so special that scene right there was so special and so unique i mean like everything that was happening from week to week in this show you're like i have to see it next week mm -hmm. because i gotta see what's going to happen and they were doing such an incredible job and i think it's just one of those situations where it's like you get to the sixth episode and you're like okay We've written everything to its conclusion, right? Mm hmm How do we close this out to make sure... And you start thinking, and there's a... And this can happen in any writer's room, is you, you think so much, you overthink, and the most fucking complex thought process is what wins out because you're thinking... Man, this is going to have so many angles to it. Well, this one had too many angles and then not a payout in sight, except for, like you said, it was a setup. And my problem was is you're building things in here that we might not see that much about later on, or that mm -hmm. much on later on, like Kang. Mm -hmm. I love Kang. I thought Kang was great because, again, it goes back to what I'm used to. Kang yeah. is robotic. Kind of pisses you off that he's even there, and you just can't wait till he gets that ass whooping. Mm. This Kang was a person, and he was, he was like a dick. Yeah. But because he was Jonathan so mischievous, I know, right? He was incredible at taking yep. Kang and making Kang the new Loki in terms of a character that you're like, I want to hate you. I really do. I know I'm, I'm supposed to hate you, but I don't. I love his villain line. Like, yeah, whatever. We're all villains here. <laughs> he was just like, don't, don't put your high horse. We're all. Yeah, villains. don't get on your high horse. You're Loki's and I'm Kang. And uh, I mean, he didn't say I'm Kang, but still, it was like, fucking awesome. And then at the end, like, and I mean, I, you know, I don't know if you want to go in any specific order with regards to this, because if if you are, you know, I can yeah. I can sort of like take it back, but. My, th no, my problem was, at the end, like, Sylvie, I love Sylvie, and I love the idea of Sylvie and Loki, just because the idea of, man, I'm in love with myself as a woman version, like, I, that's hilarious to me. Oh, I love it. 
I want to, before we move too far on, I want to go back to your writer's room idea. Yeah. And this is where I think the writers never, I'm going to disagree here. I don't think the writers ever got to finish their show. I really feel like episode six was the studios going, hey, we got to tie in the larger Marvel universe. We have to set up future stuff. Whatever you got planned, man being screw one it. Of them. Yeah, screw whatever <sighs> you got planned. We're just doing this, right? Because the themes of Loki and what they were setting up in the first five episodes, that is totally outdone by the sixth episode. If you think about redemption, undermined. About Loki, actually, about, I would say it was undermined. It was undermined. Yeah. Uh, it was so much so, and this is not my own, like going, oh, this is my own theory. But it was so set up for the actual person behind everything to honestly just be another Loki. To have him to, because when even Loki says to himself, the problem is I yeah. can't be trusted, right? And you can't trust, because that's the problem with all Lokis, right? Yeah. And it's a greater thing if it's another one of themselves who's telling them this, right? And, and like, actually, listen. And, we now that you're bringing that up, that was insanely underserved in the sense that one of my reasons, to be honest, for watching this show, besides the fact that it was awesome, it was also the fact that I was just waiting to see Tom Hiddleston's character pull off some epic bad shit. Yeah. Because that's what Loki does. Mm -hmm. And when it's not him and he's just... And don't get me wrong, I love the fact that he's been given this, you know, arc of redemption and everything like that, but it's not a fucking superhero. Loki's supposed to be a villain. Yes, when he actually doesn't grapple with the thought of having all the power, which they offer him, and it's like a second thrown away, and it's like, oh, we gotta yeah. spend time on that. It's Loki. Yeah, it's Loki not. always grabs power when it's the other. The whole point behind Loki is he always has an alternate plan that works beautifully and you don't see it coming. And mm. I guess you could, well, you could well say, well, I didn't see that coming, but I'm like, it's, n it, it's not that that you're not supposed to see coming. It's the plan. Yeah. And it's I mean, it's just like, you know, yeah, it's just like in episode five when they're, you know, at the end of time, mm -hmm. the Loki storm in and they're like, oh, it was you. And he's like, actually, it was me, Loki, who betrayed you. Like, you know, and all those betrayals going off, uh, which was hilarious because I love that, about Loki's betraying each other. But I think, like, again, we got to see a little bit of that, but the examinations of Loki and trust yeah. and growth, we really just dropped it in favor of setting up more of the Marvel Universe instead of favor of let's actually end this show and see what this show and that doing. and that also that also kind of i gotta be honest with you that also sort of bugged me because here's something that you know like okay in marvel they're setting up new films they're mm -hmm. setting up new characters they're setting up new stories you know, you closed out the book on 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 Wanda and Vision, and you're you're setting up Wanda to be a massive villain. And I'm assuming what's mm. going to be the next Doctor Strange movie. And that, okay, I get it. So no more Wanda Vision. You're setting up, um, you know, Falcon as a new Captain America. That I also get and I understand. <clears throat> what I don't understand is why you wouldn't do that with Loki. You could, if you're bringing in Kang, you don't need a whole second season to further exp like expound on that. And if Loki, you already basically said he cannot get any real redemption, you know, or like he can't get the redemption story, but at the very least, he can do something for the greater good. That could have been done in six episodes too. Like, yep. Don't get me wrong, love Tom Hiddleston, love the character. So yeah, I'm gonna watch automatically. I'm gonna watch. That's a given. That's not the point. But it's like, you know, you could have done this in six episodes instead of twelve or eleven or whatever's gonna happen next. Uh, you know? I, or or wrap up the first season's theme. Why was Loki always chosen to be the villain? Always playing the villain. It doesn't make sense from Kang. But it makes sense if Loki's were the one behind it, right? Like, it seems like that's just where they were leading up. For, you know, like, to always talk about Loki and his own sense of identity and free will. And instead, it's just really this random MacGuffin dude that no one ever met, that they have no connection to, that Sylvie just wants yeah, to Yeah, actually, kill. because Kang, I don't believe I've ever seen Kang. I, I mean, I've seen Kang, like, I believe fight 
Guardians and the Avengers on an anim- on animated shows, but it wasn't wasn't the kind of situation where you're where you think Kang automatically in association with Thor in the Thor universe directly. Mm-hmm. So it didn't, you know. And then just the whole, it just felt like let's let them have a conversation, okay. And the whole conversation, it was about Loki saying, I have free will, and therefore you can't... And Kang saying, no, I pretty much set this whole thing up. And it, it just seems like... it's To me, it felt like the scene that went on forever. Yep. That right there, that end, everything else was fine. Everything mm-hmm. else was freaking amazing. But then stuff starts to disjoint... And disconnect and it's like here we're gonna wrap up this um, you know uh, TVA whatever we're gonna wrap this up fairly quickly uh, the lady was a teacher she was pruned uh, not pruned but picked up she's really just a science teacher and here's what's going on but then you kind of leave me with nothing there because I like at the yeah. end it just it, it was like all for naught because they're back in the fucking TVA, and it's all about. He's in none of this ever time. happened. Yeah, he's in an ultimate timeline. It, now. now you're in an ultimate ti- timeline, and I'm like, this overcomplicates so many things, and anything that happens in the second season, you can't just explain it away in one or two scenes. Instead, you're going to be forced... Because you're going to have people asking the same freaking questions. Oh, I agree. And I think I think they're not going to be interested. I, I don't know. I, I feel it's so weird. This is where you could feel the studio. Anti, I really think this anti, it was anticlimactic. So um, anticlimactic. And I love Jonathan Majors Kang. We both said that. I oh, love it was him. amazing. But either use him more throughout the episode. Don't just dump him as a MacGuffin at the last, like, 20 minutes to have a conversation, and that's it. And it's like, see you soon in another Marvel movie. It's like, oh. And and that actually really pissed me off, because after the whole Loki and Sylvie thing, okay, yeah, I get it, Sylvie's a Loki, therefore she was expected to do something like that. But again, you kind of killed everything with that. Let's just put it that way. Oh, I'm not you. And she fucking stabs him. See you soon. Okay. Problem that I have with that is if you look at Kang, I get it. He controls time and all this other shit. But if you look at Kang, Kang is an insanely powerful being. Yes. Well, technically, he's not Kang. He's just a version. That's why he keeps saying, if you think I'm evil, wait till you see... The other version of me, alluding to. Oh Kang. yeah, but that was just a shitty way to do it. I agree. I come I on, agree. like you can't look at the other version. Of me. Well, what do you? What the fuck are you even saying? Because it is the one. Kang is like right up there with Thanos in different aspects of of his way of being. Kang is right up there with Thanos. He's mm-hmm. one of those villains that it takes like an entire plan by like an entire world and universe of superheroes to do this shit. Mm-hmm. Kang is up there. And what you're telling me is, oh, you know, I'm, oh, you know, I'm bad, but, well, no, you weren't bad. You got stabbed in the chest. So easily. You, so, easily. so easily. I don't even understand what was the point of that. What, you know, how am I going to see you as a credible villain when already someone stabbed you in the chest and that's all they had to do? And it, and he really doesn't explain why it was these two Lokis or what their Nexus event, like them getting together, why it changed everything. And I think all that's unexplained because it's all shoehorned in. Because really, this is where, again, I feel the studio goes, we just have to put this to larger MCU. You have to put Kane here. He's the dude behind the mask. I don't care what you're doing or writing or anything. This is it. And that's done. Because I really feel, especially from promotional like stuff we've seen from Loki, we saw so many scenes of different versions of Loki that were never in the show that I really feel that episode five and the behind had so much more. 
But because yeah. they wanted to shoehorn Kang in, they just cut all of it. And it just became about Kang for the and last it's, episode. And it's about fucking Loki. Why is, it, why is Kang becoming such a focal point? Like, look, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I would have much more appreciated Kang and what Kang has to offer as a villain just because I know the depth of that villain had I just seen him in fucking Ant-Man 3. Let me just wait for that. Don't tell me that you're going to sneak Kang in here and say, this is Kang. Well, I'm fucking expecting Kang to conquer, not I got stabbed in the chest like a punk and that's how I planned it. Because that's not how in any way, shape, or form Kang would ever plan it. If you know the character and you Mm. know how the character works, that's not a a plan Kang would ever subscribe to. Yeah. To to me, it it seems like, again, the one behind it all, it seemed thematically. And I say thematically based on the five episodes they showed me. Right? Not my own head. Based on my... It should have been a Loki. Because even Sylvie's and Loki's argument would make more sense if it was still a Loki. If Loki's like, listen, man, I'm tired. I need another Loki to take over because I can't do this anymore. And if I don't, believe me, things are going to go crazy. And the Loki's being like, you can't trust a Loki. Don't tell me, and don't tell me, like, and here's the problem that I have is don't tell me that that wasn't sort of being set up that way when Loki, at I think it was the first or second episode, says this is the greatest power. Yeah. Already you can start thinking that he's making those machinations in his head of how he's going to take over the greatest power because that's all he's ever wanted. Yes, and in episode five, they drop a hint. Old man Loki, when he's even controlling like the time eater, yeah. and Tom Hiddleston, our Loki, looks to Sylvie and goes, I think we're more powerful than we think we are because, you know, he's just bombarding with that magic and going ham. Which I love, again. I love that was an amazing movie. scene. And the old man Loki, uh, you know, basically sacrificing himself at the end, that was such a beautiful thing. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that setup alone, talking about power and what Lokis can do, literally seemed like they were setting up more Loki stuff to literally just drop it. Not, it's Kang. It's this and, random dude you've never met before, and if you, you haven't you heard want, about. And here's the no. thing. Here's the thing that also we need to understand. If you want to give him a full circle um you know coming of age a full circle um you know you want him you want loki to basically come all the way around and have that redemption arc what better way would it be than for him to defeat himself Mm. in a position of the greatest power yes why how is him falling in love because at this point, the problem that you have is, yes, he fell in love. Mm-hmm. But he fell in love with himself, which is an ultimate show love of narcissism. narcissism. So he's still, he's, he's, he's still a massive freaking narcissist. He's in love with himself. You're not bringing him full circle on that. Because at the end of the day, that's like if, you know, if you're in, a, in another world, Jonathan, and you see the female version of yourself and you fall in love with the female version of yourself, that's narcissism. Yeah. Period. Oh, yeah. That's not a good oh, quality to have. By the way, by the way, I'm putting it out here. I will totally fuck another version of me. A hundred percent. I'm out there. I'm a complete narcissist. I get that. I think I'm a gracious and awesome lover, and I would love to fuck me. So, <laughs> a girl version of me, it's masturbation. It's nothing else. It's good to go. If anybody from the TVA is uh, paying attention, I, I do not subscribe to that. Uh, I don't, I don't, no, but I agree with you because it is narcissism. It's a person who do it it's too. It's massive but... narcissism. So like, they make it seem like he's discovered love. I'm like, for fuck's sake, he's in love with himself. That's not love. Yeah. And, and no, worst case, worst problem is this. He, and this part really makes me angry. Um, it kind of makes me really angry. Like, he doesn't get that redemption story. Because no. at the end, he's made to look like a fucking idiot. Sylvie's the one that kills Kang, mm. who shouldn't have been killed for any reason. In fact, Kang being as, as vital as he is to the, to the Marvel Universe, generally speaking, shouldn't have been there at all. 
That's not a good way to close it out. It should have been with Loki as Loki. Fighting himself and essentially, you know, be willingly coming to face, you know, face to face with that narcissism of his and saying, there's only so there's only so much narcissism I'm willing to have. Controlling time and doing all this shit is not what I'm willing to do. And that's it. But instead, you have him running around. It's a plan. It's always been a plan. He's always planned it. He's here. He's coming. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm on another timeline, and therefore we're going to do a season, a season two. Yeah, and which honestly, even Sylvie being... I love that Sylvie portrayed him, but Sylvie being the exciting action for the other one, again, like you said, robs Loki of that agency. Yeah. And, and really that redemption arc. And I know he's like, well, he threw away the throne. I was like, well, he doesn't know it's real because it's this random character that we've not... For Loki... He's never met this guy. He doesn't know if any of this is true or real. And it's like, yeah, he may be trusting or maybe he wants to throw. But it would make sense if it, after he's been dealing with nothing but himself and actually having to come in terms with who he is ultimately as a person and therefore all the other versions of him, who they are, and, the and had to do something different for once than every other Loki. And like, lines, you know, that's redemption. The lines that were pissing me off the most were, because I just felt this was the laziest writing, um, honestly. Oh, what I want is for you to be okay. That's like those lines that you hear in a Lifetime movie where the boyfriend has a very unhappy girlfriend, so all he ever says is, what I want is for you to be okay. And at the end of the day, it's like the most fucking annoying thing in the world. It's like, I want you to be okay. No, I want you to be okay. What will make you okay is if you're okay, I'm okay, and we're all okay. I'm like, this is Loki. He has stolen every movie he's ever been in, and this is the best you could come up with? I want because, you to be okay. Because they spent so much time on Kang talking that, honestly, Sylvie and Loki barely talked that episode. They spent more time on Kang talking than them. Even their fight scene at the end and them talking. They had a couple of lines. And Kang was the focus, which, again, robs the focus of Loki themselves. I think a conversation, really, to expand upon, like, oh, I know who you are, what you're thinking. I'm you. And I'm actually grappling with that. And so I understand wanting to betray people for power and for revenge. And he understands that. Loki understands. That's him. Right, right. That's him in a nutshell. But to convince Sylvie with his words more than I want you to be okay, but more to actually in a way that a Loki would understand. Because that's why I don't feel like he understood that from his all of his dealings with all the Lokis. I don't feel like he actually learned anything to actually help Sylvie at the end, which would also have been something redeeming and show him learning and made the whole, made everything have a point because really at the end, which is why I love this show up into the ending because it just went, okay, all these important things that he's learning and he's learning about himself and he's trying to do things differently. Oh, I can't wait to see what that's going to be about nothing. It's about Kang and okay and this is just kang okay and now loki's running around okay it's over okay john cool but john what i want to know is are you okay because i want you to be okay and if you're okay i'm okay <laughs> Why were there so many Lokis that always seem to variate? Like all those things would be very interesting if it was another if they if they spent this last episode focusing on Loki and why there's so and many. It what, it what, I don't I, I think that's probably why they gave it a second season because they they probably weren't gonna be closing out. They knew they weren't gonna be closing out and they're like, let's just give it a second season and make everybody happy. Um I don't think that if you really understood um the show that you're going to be happy with what happened because it it ends on an anticlimactic cliffhanger that you don't care about no because you're saying kang is coming to avenge kang it's all shit i'm sorry yeah the to me, the second season's about Kang, and I love Jonathan Majors. But he, I no, he was great. He's not going to be in it. 
I have a feeling it's not really going to be in it a lot because it's going to be too much movie stuff. So I'm like, oh, but I, I, I really was interested in this show because it was a show about Loki. And I love that the villain was just Loki originally and it was all just kind of about Loki and his schemes. And I'm less interested the more it becomes about the big MCU. Look, movie. the problem is this. You're not like... They're not... Like, they want to do this thing where it's all... And, and they did this... Or started to do this around the time of the Battle of New York and stuff like that. They would they had the hashtag hashtag it's all connected, and they did it sort of to a very limited point with um, Agents of Shield and stuff like that. Really, it all changed after that, and it was no longer connected, and it was all just like rice with more rice. Um, you know, it's all it's all just there, but now they're trying to sort of tie it up all again for phase four and the problem with that is you can do it's cool if the movie is setting up the show because when i saw black widow and for anybody who saw black widow i'm about to spoil it for you so just if you know don't, don't, don't tell listen. me she dies oh wait that already happened in the um <laughs> no she doesn't she, she doesn't die it's it's she's dead after like at the end credit scene you know fast forward yeah. <laughs> um so they basically have um what's her name she was on seinfeld what's her name um oh julia um, Louis dreyfus's character yeah julia dreyfus the one who was in uh, her character who was in and Captain uh, America Falcon and, and the Winter, okay. Falcon and the and the, and the Wolf Winter Soldier Captain America Captain really America. because he's he's Captain America now. Yeah. Um so she comes in to tell Widow's sister who's responsible for Black Widow's death. And at the grave of uh of Black Widow. Mm. Okay. And she shows her a picture of Hawkeye. Well, you already know there's a Hawkeye show coming, so this kind of tells you where that's all going to go. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's fine because that helps me sort of get an idea of what the show is going to be about and what the show is going to be like. Cool. You can't do that to me in a freaking show by adding a second fucking season and then telling me that oh, this character is coming. This character is also going to be a feature in Ant Man 3. Like the. Whatever. It's going to be in Ant Man 3. So. You're not even really being clear as to what I should expect from Kang. What you are basically saying is Kang's, you know, at least in this timeline, is the biggest bitch in the world because all he had to do was get stabbed in the chest, even though he's really one of the most powerful beings in the universe. So you're not serving that character right for anything that you're doing. You're not serving Loki right because you're basically ending him looking like an anticlimactic idiot. All right? You're you're basically making Sylvie look like because at the end of, of the show, she looked like she was regretting her decision. Like she was just sitting there, almost scared, witless of what was going on. So all this planning and all of this, all of this shit, all for naught. Because none of your characters had any sort of, at the end, situation where, where you could feel happy for them. Or, or like there was a completion same thing with with um, Owen Wilson's character. Who are you? Gosh, I'm like, dude. I why would you do that? He's developed this amazing fucking friendship with Loki, and now you're bringing him back to the same thing. Also, I hated that because it seems like if the TVA still exists to take out variants, and there's like a bajillion Loki variants, why does he know Loki on site? Yeah, that's another Either thing. Another that timeline. Like, I'm like, Loki just they've not been exist? chasing Lokis. What do you mean? They're like, he doesn't know who that is. He's that, fucking yeah, Loki. That's like, and so in another timeline, Loki doesn't exist. It seems like they're pivotal to every timeline, the Avengers and all that other every stuff. Every single thing. And now he's just not a part of it anymore. So therefore, what's the fucking point? Yeah, I, I don't like it's it's it, and it's like mystery. What is gonna happen? Tune into season two, and I'm like, well, no, just you have to wrap up your actual storylines in season one, and then cliffhang us for season two. If you wrap up nothing in season one and cliffhang us for season two, that doesn't work. 
That does that's not a good it doesn't it does, it's not a good practice because the problem is you know the whole point of a cliffhanger is for me to know if that character that I'm invested in is he going to live? Is she going to die? What's going to happen? One of the most well-regarded cliffhangers in the history of television was who shot JR. Mm. It wasn't because JR was shot. It was because it wasn't clear whether he was going to live or die, first of all. And second, it wasn't also clear who shot him. You knew he was a prick and a despicable human being, so therefore something like that would naturally happen to him. But the way that it was set up and paid off, it made sense and it and it, it, it helped the show. That's the whole point of a fucking cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Going back a ways. Magnum PI. Oh wait, wait. Let's let's we could do it even newer just in case for some of those are not as old. Who shot Mr. Burns? We'll do that one. That's a more contemporary. Which is based on who one shot who JR. Shot and it was the same fucking thing. thing. <laughs> who shot him? Everybody wanted to shoot him. He was taking the power out of Springfield. You know, he was covering the sun. He had a he had a sun covering machine, so he was gonna charge people. You know, and at this point you see the evil and he's getting ready to he he's even willing to get it on with Smithers at that point. Like mm-hmm. you see all this stuff. And it doesn't come to fruition because somebody shoots him. And you don't know who because everybody wants to shoot the bastard. That's the point. And you're setting a whole new storyline up based on something like that. Mm. Nobody shot Loki. Nobody stabbed Loki. You had Sylvie basically crying on the floor. You had dead Kang. You had Mobius going back to just being a bureaucrat Mobius. You had the agents of the of the TVA, like the soldiers of the TVA, basically just trying to figure out what the hell they're going to do to fix it. And it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, how does this all happen that it all goes back to what it was? Yeah. Yeah, it's, know, it's, it's, it's so anticlimactic. And to, again, a bigger, a more recent one, Rick and Morty, when Rick was also uh, taken to jail at the end of like season two, season three, the no, most like, anticipated... That. Yeah, uh, just a case. I just want to give references. Yeah, those are good examples of good cliffhangers. And any of those episodes that we talked about, including that Rick and Morty episode, the episode and season itself is actually contained and the storylines are actually wrapped up. And then an exciting event comes up at the end that you want to know what's going to happen. But they don't just leave everything open and go, wait to season two, right? <laughs> you actually have to wrap it up. And... To compare this, and I hate to compare this to the other two TV shows, Loki is my favorite show, but my least favorite ending. Yeah. Does that make sense? It's yeah. it, it's my favorite show from all of them, but it's my least favorite ending. I think it ended terribly, even versus WandaVision. Because I did not like WandaVision. It was a disservice. I think, here's here's the problem. All the other characters in all the other shows were served in some way. Yep. Meaning, Wanda's supposed to turn into a villain. This much we know. Mm. Okay. But Wanda got to get her arc. She oh. got all the way around. She no. went from being a person hurt by life to being a person that says, I'm going to live to hurt your life. Right. Mm-hmm. And at the very end, you see Wanda basically going crazy in Canada somewhere. In a, mm-hmm. in a cabin going insane with the kids Bout- and stuff like that like this is how you're setting up your villain mm-hmm. great job there yep the rest of the show was kind of a hodgepodge because it was like okay it starts one way and it's really cool and it could have been more subtle but it wasn't so you know whatever then you get an action show that's all action and that does have like redemption arcs built into it with um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. which I loved that. There were things about that show that I didn't like because, and this is just a quick tangent, for fuck's sake, he's a government contractor and has saved the world and come back from the dead, but he can't get a fucking loan? Give me a fucking break. That just pissed me off. That's hey, so being stupid. black in America, man. 
Yeah, <laughs> but come on. Like, are you fucking serious? Like, you yeah, know, no, that's ridiculous. That just that's fucking ridiculous. pissed me off. It really I think the mad. PR from that bank would have been so bad to not give Falcon. Exactly. I was like, it's fucking alone. Falcon. I, like, I'm not the only person that thinks that this is fucking bullshit. No, that was complete bullshit. Yeah, that, that was complete, complete bullshit. It was like, I, I, I don't even, I'm not even going to try to, like, fuck, that's no justifying crap. And that is crap. And that's really what pissed me off the most about it. Everything else I liked, but just that pissed me off. But again, full circle, Falcon comes back to being who he needed to be in the first place, which was Captain America, which is what Steve Rogers wanted. That's why he gave him the, the shield. And, and you know? let's talk about the ending of that real quick. They ended that. He does his speech. He's now Captain America. But then they show the Patriot with the other Captain America. What's going to happen with him? You know, he's talking to Drew Luther Dreyfus character, as you said. And she's like, we're going to do some great things together. You got a teaser Zemo maybe doing some evil thing. Like, you know, you have teasers to set up future villains. You have other stuff. But But the season has wrapped up up all of its things exactly like. but see at this point you know that you want to see captain america in a movie that winter soldier could probably appear in black panther as the white wolf because mm. that's exactly how they were trying to build that stuff in, in the first place mm. and having the wakanda connection come in in there at some point to grab zemo yeah. man that was all great right yeah that was all fucking fantastic but it didn't overpower the general crux of the show yeah so when you take a character that's fucking complex that's you know he's because loki's great at heart but evil in execution because he doesn't know who to trust because he's been lied to his whole life Mm -hmm. because of all this other shit so i'm like oh well loki's good he just wants everybody to be okay he's not gonna do anything there's no plan here um kang's the bad guy also he's a bitch because he can be stabbed through like there's nothing to kang but don't worry everything's fine second season six episodes in this one loki is gonna go shopping and he's gonna uh he's gonna like create some baskets beautiful baskets called the loki and baskets you're gonna love them love them i know and so i find it so weird when looking at the other two shows so this one to be like how do they not stick the landing on this one like this one was they they did it so well and you're saying that they didn't stick the landing that's actually implying that there was a fucking landing that is to true. stick. That is no, true. No, they fell blind. into a fucking... Okay, let's relate it to terms that are most easily relatable to the show. There was no landing. There was a no. time abyss. Okay? Yeah. And they went into that time abyss, and they're still falling. And if you put your ear... Close to the fucking TV on Disney Plus just long enough, you're going to hear the screaming. <laughs> it's from the abyss. You understand that? It's This is what you're going to hear. You know, you know, after 2020, people said we were in the darkest timeline. I am now going to believe that because we deviated from a good no. ending of Loki to the bad ending of Loki. <laughs> when we got the timeline, the branch if where it I just said, to, no. if I were to, if I were to assume what it is, like, here's, here's what my thought process is. Now follow me on this, man, because this is going to be great. Here's what happened. In the TVA, there was a massive outbreak of um, COVID. Alpha, Beta, Delta, Gamma, Omega, all of them, all of them, all of them there. And so everybody started getting the COVID and then dying off. And then the variants of the variants were coming in, right? And, and then, and the, so what happened is that they took the um, Pfizer vaccine, but some took Johnson & Johnson. Loki apparently took Johnson & Johnson because it completely neutered his ass. And <laughs> Kang, Kang took a vaccine that didn't even exist because, again, he wanted to get stabbed. Literally, the way it's laid out, he wanted to get stabbed. This was Kang self-stabbing. Uh, I, I And, you know, again, love Jonathan Majors Kang. I just didn't understand why, at this point, he didn't know what would happen. And I'm I'll like, pray, why not? I'm going to ask you a question. Why not? I, why I not? Want you, I want you to answer me this question. How credible is he to you? Not at all. Well, honestly, credible or not credible, I'm just going to take him at face value because I don't know this character. This is the first time we've met him heard anything about him and so i'm just gonna take the assumption of what he's saying is right because if they set him up 
like I don't know since the first episode or something and him being duplicitous and then maybe oh hey I mean like even have him in the TVA as just like a judge or like another worker in the background that no one seems to care about right and he's secretly manipulating everyone happens to be around and at the end you're like oh it was you all along and he's like yep but I'm doing it for this and you're like I don't know, man. You said this before, but you've been a liar this whole time. I don't know but if dude, it's true. Even when he says, um, what I needed was some really effective bureaucrats. That was a great fucking line. Mm. You ruin everything by taking this character, giving him 15 minutes of awesomeness because he was and he was beautifully portrayed. That has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. It's the fact that you fucking killed him at the end. Like... Every asp, every attempt he saw coming, except for that one. Yeah. Oh so, no, because he planned it. I'm sorry, but no supervillain has ever planned their own death. Yeah, unless it has a greater purpose. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. But Eugene, you you remember the male guy that Loki first ran into, Eugene Cordero, um, character. Oh yeah, that was like cool. looking. For, yeah, cool dude, right? Now, if they switch him with Jonathan Majors and they made him like through every episode, and then when they go to the end of the time, they find out it's still just him. Like that again is a little more interesting because then it's we've seen the character, we've got to grow with him, we've seen him been actually duplicitous. Because at the end, when they were like, "Is he lying or telling the truth?" I'm like, "Who cares? You've never met this man before. Why would he not be telling the truth? Yeah. If it was a Loki." As they're building to, I get it. Can you ever truly trust a Loki? No, exactly. The whole and the whole purpose of watching the show, again, <laughs> is to see what bullshit Loki's going to pull. Yeah. So if that if it wasn't Kang at the end of time and it was a Loki, and a Loki was saying like, hey, man, I tried to take over the world. I was a variant who did it. Uh, eventually, somebody came out, was even way worse than me. Well, I couldn't stop him, so I tricked this thing to do it. And I've made it so that will never happen again, and I consolidate my power. But the only way I could do it is keep it on here. But honestly, I'm tired. I want another Loki to take my spot. And that's why I manipulated Loki to so always be the villain and have so many variants, because I'm looking for the best ones, and that's you, right? At that point, that same exact speech, you'd be like, the Lokis would be like, are you lying? Because you're a Loki. Loki's lie. I can't tell if you're lying or telling the truth because you're a Loki. Being Kang or this new character, I don't care if he's duplicitous well, or not. Because why should I think he is? And at if the, he was a Loki, I would. But if he's not, why would I think he is? And at the end of the freaking day, so many fucking lines were being delivered that were pissing me off. Like, you could kill Thanos. What? Like, why are we even bringing that up? Cause you know, and I think, I think it would have been great. I love that line of like trying to tease Loki with power. What I hated was how quick it was and how like, like nope, and it goes beyond. I'm like, no, you just tease Loki with like. But all I just want to know if you're so, okay. Are you okay? Yeah. Are you okay? And it, and it seems because again the focus on this last episode wasn't Loki that they put those lines because mm. I guarantee you the writers had that as the biggest thing towards the end. Like with another Loki, but instead they're just because they're like, nope, that's to be more Kang. Cut it. Let's just put this real quick and keep going. That they, they didn't give that time room to breathe. Where unlike the first episode when he was still trying to grab the Infinity Cube, still trying to find way to have powers in the first couple of episodes, you know what I mean? They let that actually breathe with Loki grappling. What is power? How should I gain power? What's the best way to have power? And this is the greatest power. What the fuck? Come on. And it's it's immediately dropped because, oh, I want you to be okay. I've fallen in love. Okay. With myself, no less. With myself. But we still haven't gotten to see him to do enough. It's still not enough to actually physically test them until that time or even emotionally test them. And I think all of that, again, is just up to gone because we have to do Kang. Like, you know, it's all about Kang. So we don't, we can't focus on Loki. Again, Loki literally was the villain but of you this talked, story. And you talked about this uh, when we were reviewing that film that I will not name it. Mm. I will not give it the credit 
But I will just say it took hours from my life that I can't get back, and God knows I've tried. I even went across several timelines to try to get him back. Impossible. <laughs> um, but you said this villain is not credible because he's already been defeated. It took a lot of people, but he's already been defeated. So early on, I have oh, yeah, yeah. zero investment on this particular villain. Yeah. Well, see, this also works another way. And that is, is if you want to set up a villain for something else, you don't fucking kill him with a knife to the chest. Very easily. Not even... I was I'm like, sorry, okay, man. That doesn't work for me. Because now I, I have to basically wonder how they're going to take Kang and make him a credible villain. He's already beautifully played. Mm. That's irrelevant. How you're going to make him a credible villain... Kang was always about finesse and psychology. And you've already given me that. But then in having him sacrifice himself for no clear purpose other than Kang will be back one day, then I'm sorry. You're just kind of... You're kind of pooping on me. Even, like again, even the see you soon line, I was like, sure. If Loki survived to the 32nd century, like 32nd century, if not, then no. That line doesn't matter. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Because he doesn't say he comes back in time in Concreality. He says there's a there's a war, apparently, that, you know, century 3200 or more. Which, yeah, that sucks. But, honestly, I'll just watch the Tomorrow War. They get people to fight a war, you know, in the future. And, and Kang's gotta... whole thing is usually to come in and defeat the heroes that will make it impossible for him to fight the wars that he needs to fight. So Kang usually goes back in time. It's not, you know, at that... Yeah. Which which would be fine if they set him up, but th again, this is where I think it's the Kang's thrown in. Jonathan Major plays him beautifully, but it's like I have so many more questions. It's like, well, watch the other Marvel. Jonathan movies. Major, like, Jonathan Major, wow. what he did, what Jonathan Major did was he turned Kang into what I would like to see Kang as in a person playing Kang, and that is again very hard to do. And Marvel does it beautifully, and especially with someone like Tom Hiddleston, Jonathan Major doing the same. Thing, taking that character because I do want to see more Kang but at the same time I'm like I don't see you as a credible villain because they fucking shot you like killed you and you know I I want to see Kang and not Loki honestly because I, I think again, well they're not supposed King, to be together first of all I don't understand how the fuck that happened and, and really because we only saw him in the last like half an hour of the six episodes so I'm like okay if you're gonna do him and put him in a TV show, then put him in the TV show. Yeah. Put him through all six episodes. Yeah. If you're not going to do that, then don't bother. It's literally, if like Captain America and the Winter Soldier last episode was like, hey man, you know how you want to be Captain America? Yeah. Well, you know how the other dude wanted to be Captain America? Yeah. Well, I'm Jim Bob. I'm actually Captain America. Who the fuck are you? What the hell? We've been here for like five episodes and a half. Who are you, Jim Bob? Like, you know, like, it's just this random Jim Bob that comes up. I, and you're like, oh, you want to know about more about Jim Bob? He's going to be a great thing in the future. Like, oh, I don't. If you wanted to put Jim Bob in, put him in. Actually, you know, it's funny because I am writing uh, something called uh, The Legend of Jim Bob in the, in, in, in the world. It's, it's great. It's about Jim Bob and Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I just I, I really think that Kang, which is so unnecessary, yeah. and he makes this otherwise great series, and I really mean this great series, it was. really just cliff dive, all the momentum just stalls, it goes nowhere, and the sixth episode just pitters out the whole. No, I think that the reason why people will watch the second season is to to see how they recover from this. I mm. legit that's what I think that there's Fire. going to be that curiosity because I know that's why I would watch it there's going to be a curiosity about how this thing recovered uh, for how bad those last few minutes were because so, again I was getting into Kang for a moment there because of the way that he's being played and you know like I was it's it's what followed that that just kind of made me 
I don't know. Yeah, I either want a king through the whole season or don't put him in. I can't wait to see him in, like, I don't know, Ant-Man and the Wasp where I can actually just see him and see yeah. the villain through the whole movie rather than, like, here's some minutes tacked on of a show that had nothing to do with him. Like, you know, honestly, like, it's just, I don't think that even services Kang, really. I, Jonathan, no. I don't think it services him either. No. I think it doesn't service anyone to throw him in at the end. So I, I would want to see the next episode, but we'll, we'll transition to this, what we want to see from a season two. What I generally want to see is, let's get back to our original core characters. Let's get more with Loki variants, because we spent way too little time with all those Loki variants. I want more screen time with them honestly uh i i think that's what i need from the second season mm. less king let's make it about loki because i love that the villain of the story and the hero of the story was still loki in the beginning until this last episode it was really just all about loki's them being their own worst enemy honestly um and i i, I wish that theme will continue in season two and only be that in season two <laughs> it's really about those loki's because uh, honestly, I, I didn't have enough of this season. Like, they didn't wrap that up for me this season, which I would have said, well, if they wrapped it up this season, I don't need the second season to be about that. But they didn't wrap it up this season. So I need that theme to kind of close circle and all these loopholes. I want more Loki variants uh, to come forth. Uh, I, I want to see them all. I, I really think if they do that, I will love it. I'm going to watch the first episode. But if I don't see them course correcting that way, I will probably just go, peace out. I want to see more Loki. I want to see, you know, somehow the show go back to to being more about figuring out what Loki's going to do as opposed to who he is. I think that the core characters, you know, none of them, Loki included, really were were served properly. And what I mean by that is this. Ultimately, you know, there's like... Yeah, I appreciate Loki having that redemption arc. That's great. And I that hasn't come full circle and it needs to come full circle with him specifically. Um mm -hmm. you know, I don't feel like they really did anything good for Mobius. I think that kind of sucks because he was a good character and I was really enjoying mm -hmm. uh Mobius and what was the lady's name that was like, I guess, the general manager of the TBA, the one that had been the science teacher? I forget her name. Uh, I'm forgetting her name off the top. Well, of my head. she wasn't really served. No. At all. Like no. she just grabs a suitcase and goes. Well, what's she going and what's her like? Are they just gonna turn her into Kang's wife, and then deal with that? Like, what are, what are you doing with her? Because she was a pretty good antagonist, you know, to Loki, to Sylvie, as an oppressive, kind of angry individual. That, Someone who wants order. Yeah, like, yeah. she was good at that. So mm -hmm. do give me something with her, because other than that, you know, just, just have her going off, seems like, wherever... Yeah, I, I again, if she had more screen time instead of Kang, I agree with you. I think it would have been great because she would betray people for the sense of order and security where Loki will betray people for freedom and his own self-guiding behavior where I feel like that, like you said, a good antagonist is a good foil. Like they're both betrayers and schemers and manipulators, but one for chaos and one for order. And I think yeah. that's excellent. I think, and I do wish we got more um like you said there but that was really fleeting it was fleeting. And again, for i don't know for people who don't matter i don't know if we're gonna have it honestly and that's, the, that's really my biggest problem is i don't know that that's gonna be there uh coming back because you're using the show as a vehicle you're not really using the show as something that could actually serve anything other than that vehicle that you're trying to keep moving forward and I get that from a business perspective, but even that you could do without having to totally screw what great will you built up until those last few moments. And, and, and again, that's what we named WandaVision and Captain America and the Soldier, which I think they were able to do both. Yeah. Tell a complete story and put a vehicle for others. Where Loki, they just failed at finishing the story. No, really? they, they failed miserably. My they God, did they ever fail. 
So yeah, that's yeah. Uh, so that's where I feel on this one. Uh, so overall, I would still say watch it. Um, just know it doesn't doesn't end well. Uh, I still like it. And for those who are like, if you've listened to this and you haven't watched it, I still think it's worth a watch. It um, is. It, it, it doesn't land in. Uh, uh, it doesn't land the ending. It doesn't. And my fears for the future MCU, which is something I think we've talked about before, are very apparent in this last episode of Loki. That I'm afraid it's way more about setting up things and always setting up different things than it is more about telling stories now. Um, and I, I really feel that Loki shows that uh, for the future. I'm not. I'm, I'm. I'm one who's pessimistic about the future of the MCU, who's very hesitant even about seeing new ones until I really like see reviews or see people I trust because I have a feeling this is the future. They'll tell a good story and then just do setup. And that's it. Like, you know, they're going to do like, but oh, you here's need... an hour of good story and then a half an hour setup and then see the next but one. But you don't, you don't, and that's the thing is that the setup isn't always necessary. Like, you know, what, what made phase three, uh, phase three so incredibly successful was the fact that your setup was really just what came after the credits. That was it. Yep. Everything was a self-contained story. Yep. And you know, yeah, they basically brought them together and married them beautifully in Endgame and stuff like that, and so I think that worked. However, yeah. it goes back to the same damn thing. Just wait till the end credits. That's it. That's all you need, the end credits. Well, just give me a fucking end credit setup. That's fine. Yeah. Don't give me 30 minutes of just random non nonsensical shit that doesn't make sense yeah. to me, you know, but, you know. And I'm afraid, and I may be wrong, but I feel like the directors, especially from the phases that they had before, who are stepping back from the MCU, and I think it's because the studio is getting more and more control over of it, um, and they're, you know, at this point, and this is actually true, they're, the, the studio's actually already, for all your future movies, I already have the VFX artists making all the fight scenes and climax before they got writers and directors in. So I think you're going to see less of a focus and more of studio setup and in future installments. So I yeah. think they're, they're, getting, they're getting to the point where they're just like, come in, yeah, you can add your little flair, but this, this, and this is happening in this way, and that's about it. And that's what yeah. we're doing. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. And I, and I feel that way is so much. You could see that in Loki. Because the first five and a half episodes, I think, are just something completely different to the way it ends for setup. And so I, I'm pessimistic about the MCU. I love this, but it made me pessimistic about the MCU. Hmm. That's a, and then and I, I, I know that's that's so weird. <laughs> it's like you loved it because you're pessimistic about it. <laughs> no, it's yeah. not weird because there's it's, there's an understanding there. It's not weird yeah. at all. Yeah, that, that's how bad I think the last like the ending was or the non-ending, that it made me just completely more pessimistic because ant-man and the wasp is supposed to help us introduce king the conqueror says he's our future mcu villain and i'm like oh man is this gonna be just set up again because you know like you said before all we need is that's a credit scene thanos was teased for after credit scenes for what 10 years eight years like we only saw thanos in after credit scenes we didn't see him for anything he didn't set up anything but after credit scenes uh for a good eight years um, and so this one where I feel like now it's just going to be set up, set up, set up, no longer tell a complete story. That, yeah. That's just my fear. Yeah. I totally understand. All right. Anything else you want to say about Loki? Any final <sighs> thoughts? I mean, I just want everybody to be okay. <laughs> With that said, I'll give you some recommendations for what to watch. And it's only going to be one thing. My octopus teacher. Uh, I'm going to say that that's from both of us. <laughs> I, I want all of you to watch My Octopus Teacher. And then I want you to learn <laughs> how My Octopus can be a teacher. Learn. Watch so the film. Wait a minute. Watch the film Naked, perhaps. And grab a plunger and let that plunger be your guide. <laughs> For my next film, my octopus plunger, my plunger teacher. So we're going to be reviewing a documentary for the first time since we are documentary filmmakers as well. So we're going to be talking about my octopus teacher, 
which in the U.S. you can find on Netflix. I'm not sure about internationally. Netflix, yeah. yeah but if you I have think Netflix VPN, is all around, probably. I yeah. would say, yeah. But if you have a VPN, a virtual private network, which should always have, uh, just hop on over, look mm-hmm. at the U.S. Netflix, watch My Octopus Teacher. Uh, we'll, we'll be covering that next week. Uh, again, we, we want to talk about documentaries since we do documentaries. Yeah. Um, and we, we've been working on one recently, and we cannot wait to tell you about it. It's been super and, exciting. And yeah, we're very we're super excited. And um, yeah. So and we watch. haven't given a hint in a long while. Yeah. So I think I'm going to give another hint. Are you ready? Sure. You ready for my next hit? Uh-huh. England. That's it. My so next my next hint. I tell you what my next hint is. <laughs> is it is it octopus teaching? <laughs> no, damn it. It's calamari and tomato soup. What what's what? <laughs> That's a good one. That's if, a good you, one. If, you, if you take our past ones such as Ghostbusters and uh uh uh, uh <laughs> And all these other ones together, these things together with England and calamari tomato soup. Calamari tomato soup. You will put that together like an erector set. <laughs> that's a toy, goddamn everybody. That's a toy, all right. That and, and wait a minute, hold on. It's for children, and it's like a little, you know, with like the metal and the things and stuff like that. The erector set. Terrible name for a toy, though. That is not a hint. The erector set. I think it's no. actually no. Actually, that could be a good that hint. I'm putting it hint. in. Erector set. Erector set. <laughs> so we got like Ghostbusters. I got skirts. I got England. We got erector set. We got tomato yeah. soup and calamari. Tomato soup and calamari. That's my favorite one. Yeah, I forget what other hints we gave, but put all those hints together. Tell us what you think it is on our Instagram over at Triskelion Production. Tell Ali hi uh, um, uh, at there as well, our den mother. Uh, as always, you'll see us next week on Cinemagic where we cover my octopus teacher. I'm Loki. And then I learned from Loki what I That's- could not learn from an octopus. <laughs> and I thought to myself, oh, Kang, you sexy, sexy, sexy man. See you next week on Cinemagic. <laughs> see ya.